Oh, when the world is crap and you've got the blues, just take a break from all that horrible news for something crazy, amazingly clever and never half assed. Except when it is. Yes, it's the Randy Rainbow Podcast. This song is almost over, girl, so wipe your tears. You're in for a treat and feast your ears on this. Remarkable feat. Yes, it's a famous celebrity. Finally, Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Randy Rainbow Podcast. I am your host, Marlo Thomas, joined in studio by my sidekick, my Ed McGurl, Paul Pecorino. Hi, Paul. Hi. Is it official? Yes, I have brought you on to the team officially. Now, no one else knows about it. So it hasn't been approved, nobody, but I don't. I don't know. You might be thrown out halfway through the show. Well, that's fine. you might be escorted out. I mean, I literally just sleep here now. No, but I think that this is good. People have been responding positively Aww. to you, not me. I know, well, but that's, others. That's our relationship. Like hearing us, uh, Kibbutz. Yeah, because you know, we're, well, how how. I was going to say how old are you, but oh my God, we don't have time to <laughs> careful step lightly. But how long have we known each other? I'm going to say 15 years. Well, I think it's like 20. 2011, I would I would venture to guess. Yes. So, so what's do that? The math. I I'm horrible that. at that. Where are Riley? Types? <laughs> pull out Riley, the cal- can you put out the calculator, please? It's, there's nine people in this studio. It will take <laughs> probably till the end of the show to figure out simple math. I was terrible at math. Yeah. Um, anyway, about 11, okay, ten, about twelve gonna, years. Twelve years. I was close. Twelve like years. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> twelve years. We bonded over Funny Girl. We and, did. And, and, here and we are. the love of me. And, and our fandom of me. Well, so you can't deny it. That's vomit noise. Yes. Do we have sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can I ask you? Yes, go ahead. I want to ask you about your Grammys. Experience. That's right. I am Here just back from the Grammys. I lost to Dave Chappelle. You could. Thank you. Yes, still. Uh, and I, on the uh, name. It was, but it was a great, great time. Now, by the time this airs, this will be very out of, yeah, no you, know, th- you know, this won't be very topical. But who cares? Mm-hmm. It's my podcast. Shut up. Damn it. But it was a great time. It was a whirlwind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I, I'm, I'm not good at traveling, first of all. When I go to the West Coast, I don't acclimate well. Yeah, yeah. And then throw in, like, a task for me to do. And I was hosting the premiere ceremony, which is the ceremony before the mainstream, the Beyonce show, as I call it, (laughs) which is where they give out the 80 awards that you don't see. But it's still like the Grammys and they film it and it's in the Microsoft theater. And it was very exciting. And I was the Were you nervous? Was it nerve wracking? Yes, it was very nerve wracking. And in fact, I had a viral moment that came from it. Do tell. Well, the day before was rehearsal and they give you the script and- God bless Trevor Noah, who did a fabulous job. He's got it easy because he just goes and announces, and now here's Lizzo. And now here's Madonna. And now here's Beyonce or Harry Styles, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I was tasked with reading these names that God bless these fabulous, talented people Mm -hmm. who are this very diverse, beautifully diverse group of people with 
with names that you've never heard. These are not household names, in other words. Right. And um, a lot of them had, you know, m- many syllables. Yeah, give so an example of a category. I couldn't possibly. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you're doing best sound in a video best game? Best sound. Yeah, well, that was the one that I fucked up. But and the point is the names that they gave me phonetically because they gave me in the script phonetic spellings and they put on the, on the prompter that I'm reading ah. phonetic. But they did not give me the phonetic spellings of the of the name of, of a lot of the shows. They gave me the phonetic spellings yeah, yeah, yeah. of the winner. No girl, bye girl. That would have done my head in. Right. So <laughs> cut two, we get to the third category. It was like the second category. So I just come out, I'm shot out of a cannon. There, you know, the camera's swirling around me. There's an audience. I'm hosting the Grammys. <laughs> the Grammys. And I'm nervous. <laughs> like and it takes a second to find your footing. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot going on and it's loud and you can't even hear yourself. And you got to, you know, figure out where the, where you're looking and where the monitor is and the prompter rather. And then, you know, they choreograph all this stuff where, you know, then you say the name and then you step back and then the person will come on with the award and then you take the award. The Grammy has to be facing a certain way. Wow, when really? I, when I take I it from the, the model. Yeah, I didn't um, really got that specific. So I am juggling all of this in my head and focusing on the Grammy statue facing the right way. <laughs> and when I come in to look at the prompter and when I announce, and then, then I have to take the envelope at the right time. And then at one point, the model wouldn't give me the Grammy trophy, and I was, like, fighting with with him. He wouldn't hand it over. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not going to— Yeah. Okay, so all of this is going on. That's a lot. So I get to the second category, and it's, I believe—oh, God, I don't even know which category it was. I think it was best— um, well, was the sounds- score of of of, of like a, a like game? a video game. That's so interesting. Okay, and the winner had one of the names that I had lost sleep over because they gave me the script, and the winner in this category had like a four syllable name ah. that was phonetically spelled out. So I spent the whole night trying to memorize the pronunciation sure. of this woman's name, and frankly, wishing that she was not going to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I wished, I wished I love that. for her to lose because it was that. the most confusing. Okay. okay. Lo and behold, she won. She wins. Uh-uh. God bless her. Lovely woman. Very talented. I can't, I'm not even going to attempt her name because I'm sure I screwed that up That's too. That's karma, bitch. Honey, I read her name. And so I'm thinking, oh God, it's the second category of the night. I just started and I've already fucked up this woman's name because even though I had the phonetic spelling, I'm, I'm sure I didn't say it right. Yeah. Then... The music starts to swell. My mind is still on this woman's name, but I Your but my swelled. but my eyes keep reading and my mouth continues to read the the name of the video yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I say the name of the vi- the title of the video game, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. But I don't say Valhalla because I've never heard of Valhalla. Riley, who's who's our in studio what is your title, Riley? What are, you're everything we need you to be. Producer? Yeah, sure. We can say that. She's a producer. Um, have you heard of Valhalla? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Riley, lie to me. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little ne- lies. Never heard of it. Never read the Percy no, Jackson No, but you can series. be honest. You have, right? Yeah, I have. But it's because I read Percy Jackson you growing was? up. It was like a kid's book about Norse gods. See? Okay, see, you but go. you have to be, you have to have a certain, I mean, it's not like I didn't know how to pronounce Cincinnati. In other words, there were lots of because I believe me, I polled a lot of people and a lot of them did not know Valhalla. But you have to know. Okay, 
Don't roll your fucking See, eyes at me. So he gets so mad at me. I because you're now you you're about- out of a job. I just gave you a job and now you're fired. <laughs> so I'm supposed to kowtow to you at your every whim. Valhalla is unknown. Is It's sort of known. I mean, I know what Valhalla is. I, you know how I know it is because it's a Netflix show and the Norse god and all of that is very much a, a yeah, thing. Viking, Viking culture is an and, and fiction is like a big thing now. Yes. Okay. Not with me, not in my household. Call me when they make a musical. <laughs> okay, so you said it in some bizarre way. I said, I don't even, okay, because when you're in the room, yes. you hear, when you're standing on the stage, you hear the, the music swell. There's a big orchestra behind you. Are you wearing you. a thing? I'm not wearing any oh, okay. earpieces. You're hearing the roar of the crowd. You're hearing the music swell. And so I hear that and I panic and I kind of just say, Whatever. I, I think I spoke Hebrew. I started reciting like the, 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 the you know, my, my bar mitzvah, the, the haftarah. Um, and I think I said like vahaha or something. Vahaya. I saw dub, the double L and I, I think I said like vahaya. I don't even know. Okay. But in my mind, you hear the applause and it was, the, whatever I said was drowned out in my head by the noise in the room. Oh, so so like, I'm like, I, covered. I Girl, fucked I'm up. Fine. I fucked up. The title of that show, I know, but no one heard no it. No one heard it. We'll watch it back on the telecast, which yeah. was streamed live on the Grammys website. Right. Someone, of course, caught the moment and posted it, and, and this shit went up. viral. Well, it was, I mean, viral-ish. I, frankly, I wish it had been a little more viral, but it certainly <laughs> was my John Travolta, Adele Dizzee moment. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, these gamer trolls dragged me for filth. On social media. But good for you for going viral. Yep. At first I was like, oh shit. Because I was sitting actually at the later show, at the main, you know, the Beyonce show, which I got tickets to. So I'm sitting there in the audience and on a commercial break, I check and I'm like, why is my Twitter blowing up? And I'm like, oh shit. So at first your stomach sinks, you know. And I'm like mortified. But then I was like, oh, I I had a viral moment. It happens that quickly? It happened quickly. Oh, my God. And no one told me. We went the whole, like, three-hour show, and no one, you know, I had a whole team of people backstage with me, managers and agents. No one said anything to me. Had had someone told me, I would have gone on stage and made a joke about it and saved my ass. Yes. That would have been cute. But I don't think anyone caught it. Oh, okay. okay. You had to be watching the thing. Anyway. Or that close to the game. But the end of the story is— Assassin's Creed came to my rescue and tweeted, uh, they said, we got your back, Randy. And they tweeted a graphic that they made with the logo of the show, but spelled as I pronounced it. Oh, that's awesome. And then they sent me a big, you know, swag bag of of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And they they put a card in it and they said, sorry, this took so long to get to you. But they phonetically spelled Valhalla. Oh, that's sweet. And uh, so now, you know, maybe I'll get... A Valhalla endorsement deal out of there the situation. But I'm now a huge Assassin's Creed fan. There you go. And, and apologies could, to everyone who I offended. Maybe you could voice, be a voice of one of the characters in the next, be a... a Probably this is a the voice of a, of a Viking warrior. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. They could have a sassy hey one. Girl. Hey, girl. Valhalla. Valhalla, girl. Valhalla, girl. <laughs> you can run the Valhalla gay bar. Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. I want credit for this if this happens. No, but. you'll get nothing. Um, but anyway, it was a great, great time otherwise. And I sat, you know, three feet from Beyonce, it seemed, and Harry Styles. And, and Madonna. And Madonna. Great. 
And you yeah. talk about viral. So you went viral right alongside her. Yeah, I did. Yeah, things. I was in good company. I, all of the TikTok kids included me in their most, you know, in the biggest gaffes of the night, the most awkward moments. Along but I was alongside, you know, uh, Ben and Ben Affleck and J-Lo. There you go. And uh, Madonna. So yeah. I was in good company. You were in good company. Anyway, thank well, you, Assassins. Thank you. On your hosting duties of the Grammys. That's, thank you. That's great. I'm sure thank you'll never you. be asked again. But anyway... <laughs> We probably have to we we have to we have to cut this short. Well, yeah. So, well, whatever you're thinking, we don't have time for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Ranger River Podcast, Paul. You'll never speak again. This has been great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great guest today. It's the one and only Alan Cumming. I didn't tell my mother because she would have literally she lost have her here. shit, and I had to get into the studio. I didn't have time. She'd be behind the curtain. She'd be she'd she'd be on a flight. <laughs> so I'm so excited. One of my favorite entertainers of life, really, Alan Cumming. And uh, he'll be here. That's exciting. He's everything. I love him. Love him too. All right, we'll talk to Alan Cumming right after this. It's the Randy Rainbow Podcast. Let's answer the phone. Pick up. Hi, Randy. This is Terry. I'm such a huge fan of yours. I love everything that you do. My question is, have you ever been starstruck? Oh, my God. Many, many times. In fact, by today's guest, I've been starstruck. Because, you know, before I became a huge celebrity, shut up, Paul. Yawn. I (laughs) was on the red carpet. You know, my day job, so to speak, was hosting red carpet things and interviewing celebrities for, like, Broadway world and stuff like that. that. So I would meet all of these Broadway megastars that I just was obsessed with and would have to, that's kind of where I learned to keep my shit together. (laughs) And and Alan Cumming was was one of them. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. But who who would you like, someone you haven't met? Do you think there'd be someone? Okay. I think that, you know what? Over the last few years, that was the beginning of my, as I said, getting my shit together because in my youth, I was petrified to to come in contact with a celebrity, Mm -hmm. especially one that I loved. Mm -hmm. And I would just get very nervous and run the other direction. But now I've kind of trained myself to transcend, like (laughs) kind of float above my body and I can leave my my brain and pretend (laughs) that I'm just talking to a regular human. Yeah, right. And then like freak out about it later. Yeah, for sure. So now I'm good. Like I think even like, I mean, Barbara, of course, but you did have the opportunity to... I did meet her, but even in that moment. Yeah. You you were able to chill out, keep your... Yeah. Is there anybody? Who would you lose your Hello? shit over? What? Madonna? Yes. Oh. I couldn't do it. Well, you're not... Yeah, you, you lose your shit. I don't. You say this about me, and I don't. I can also do it. You know, well, I've had my share of celebrity encounters. Well, you're very sweet to say that, but it's just me. <laughs> I really want a vomit sound effect. Okay. Okay. But Madonna would be your main one. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Yeah, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And I think Miss Jessica Lang too, who Jessica who Alan Cumming just. But the good news for. is, if you ran into Madonna now, you probably wouldn't recognize her anyway. Oh, <laughs> she's not going to be booked on this show. Don't worry, people. Next question. Hey, Randy, it's Karen from Virginia. Thank you for being you and for sharing your talent and humor. You make life's craziness so much more joyful and bearable. So we appreciate you. Here's my question. How and where do you best brainstorm ideas and draft your sketches and videos? What works well for you? What tips could you give other content creators? Um, Thanks so much for considering my question. Have a great day. 
oh, where do I get my best ideas? Usually they come to me uh, overnight. I find a lot of artists, artists mm-hmm. say this, that they wake up in the middle of the night. And sure enough, I do wake up. There are you know, a lot of like 3 a.m. with, with your clear, creatives. crystal yeah. clear ideas. And mm-hmm. I jump on my notes app mm-hmm. and then kind of flesh it out in the morning. So I don't know. And then brainstorming. I mean, also having the knowledge of musical theater, the catalog knowledge that you have, yeah, I, always say, I think um, it, it must come pretty quickly to I you. I always and, say, because I'm so gay, that's my joke, <laughs> that, that that's, I think, in show tunes anyway, so that's always pretty easy. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it's it's hard. That's the agony of writing anything, is having to generate ideas. Because mm-hmm. once they're out of you, then comes the fun part. Yeah, for sure. And you can storyboard and dress up in costumes and the recording and all of that. And that's when it's out, but it's getting there. Yeah, that's a sure. fucking pain in the ass. Sure, sometimes. it must be scary too, especially when you've achieved the level that you have with success to, I mean, do... Well, I don't focus don't on that. that. Fuck everybody. Okay. Who cares? I just want to bring I just down. Try, I try to have a good time because if you think like that, you'll never get out of bed. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. So just go with the flow. I do a lot of pacing. I drink a lot of caffeine. Do you pace in your apartment? I oh, pace. I pace. There I, are there are scuff marks in my up in my hardwood floors. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I do. I'm I, a pacer I, too. Oh, I walk. Uh huh. I do too. Yeah, and that usually. You know. Let's both get one of those step like. A, I do. I, you I do. I clock like you're sometimes step. three miles just coming up with <laughs> a song parody for you people. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck. Thank you for calling. Hello, Randy. It's Claire Marie from France. I would like to know if you're going to perform here in France one of these days. Second question. Do you know why you're so successful with the ladies, obviously, apart from your charm, your quick mind and uh, your humor, of course. So I hope one day I'll see you on stage and... um, Kisses on your cheeks and au revoir. I noticed you didn't mention my looks, caller. <laughs> Why did that not make the uh, equation? First of all, I could listen to her talk all day. I know. We love your Bonjour, accent. Claire Thank Marie. you so much. Bonjour. I would love to perform in France. How far is France from here? Not far. You could walk. Is it? Can I get an <laughs> Uber? Can I Uber? Is yeah. it? What is it? The one train? Yeah, exactly. I don't like to travel. So Claire Marie, when they come with a, a check. That clears, but I would love to. I would love, and we're working on a on a UK tour because I gotta. You know, I'm big in the UK, yeah, you and I've never to. been in my whole life. You've never been to the UK, have you? Yes, darling. I played the Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror. Oh, show that's right. You've been years. on tour. You've yes, done an international tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope to make it. You know, everywhere eventually. Um, why am I so popular with the ladies? I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse. I think a lot of them think that I'm there nephew or, or son and you know they want to yes. pinch my cheeks but if they really knew but if they really knew i mean <laughs> my mother oddly is not really interested in <laughs> me at all because i'm a pain in the ass and it's much better on screen so but thank you that ladies permission yeah exactly thank that's you. from funny girl thank you we're gay If you'd like to leave me a message, ask me a question or a comment, go to the show notes, click the link, and tell me what's on your mind. It's the Randy Rainbow Podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Hello, friends. Randy Rainbow here, and no one knows Broadway and how to pronounce Grammy Award-winning video games like yours truly. 
That is why I am over the moon to tell you about the brand new Broadway musical coming to the historic Lundfontan. Am I saying that right? Lundfontania Theater. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the musical. Randy Rainbow stars as Adele Dazeem, a gorgeous and well-intentioned first-time assassin warrior willing to prove he's got what it takes, all while making some completely understandable and forgivable missteps along the way. Not since La La Land took home the Oscar for Best Picture has a musical performance taken the country by storm like this, performed by an all-star cast featuring Lupita Nyong'o, Joe Manganiello, Milo Ventimiglia, and Mad Men star John Haim as the villainous Basim Ibn Ishak. You won't want to miss, pronounce, Broadway's hottest new show. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla Halala, the musical. That was really a kick, but enough of that skit. Time to drop all the shit now. So let's cut the shit. I think I'm fabulous, Kiki. My guest today is a Scottish-born actor with one of the most extensive and impressive bodies of work of any living performer. He's an actor, writer, host, entrepreneur, and icon. I'm so excited and honored to have him come on the show today. I'm just about ready to explode. This intro is dirty. Please help me say welcome, bienvenue, and welcome to the one and only Alan Cumming. So nice to see you. It's been a long time. When was the last time I saw you? In the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I remember I came to sing on your record and you I, weren't even there. I know. I was on tour like a real famous celebrity. Right. I, I, I invited right. Alan to sing. You were nice <laughs> enough to do it on my Christmas EP. Yes. And then you showed up and I was out of town. That's <laughs> so funny. But thank you for doing that. You're always so nice to me. Oh, you're always so lovely. Oh. And I think you're so clever and witty and voice of reason oh. in this crazy old world of Good night, everybody. Showbiz. That's a wrap. <laughs> um, you just came from a fashion show? I did. Tell me about it. It was Michael Kors. And that's why I've got this ridiculous outfit on, but I put my Drew Barrymore sweatshirt on top. To it's kinda, giving Harry Styles. It's a bit haddy. Like, got a white coat that went with it. And uh, it was my, so Michael Kors, I really like him. I think he's great. He's such a big supporter of the arts and everything. And he's really fun. But it was one of those sort of swanky shows like Gloria Steinem, um, Kate Hudson, you know, all that. Lot. Oh, yeah. They were all the greats. I was invited, but I had. Other engagements. Anyway. <laughs> like um, you know what I think? The last time I saw you, I think, was at Club Coming. Oh, was it? Your fabulous bar. Yes. You're based in New York, right? Yes, yes. East do, but you're all over the place. But are you? do you spend most of your time here? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, I, actually, if I think back of the last year, that, that would not be the case. I was more in Scotland last year doing various things. And I did a long project, doing this, this sort of dance theatre piece I did about Robert Barnes. So I was there for months and months and months. But mo- I mean, I, I sort of think I live in New York. And um, and then also, yeah, I still have a place in Scotland. So I bob back and forward. Do you feel like it? But you're a New Yorker, though, don't I feel you? very much. I feel like a New Yorker and I feel like a Scot. You know, I think it can be two things at once. Shocking news. Nicola Sturgeon has resigned as the leader of, uh, of Scotland. Oh, my God. Shocker. So that's... Um, I have no material on that. I just I, I just <laughs> learned it. She's hilarious. She's such a hoot. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? It reminded me of um, this. I was getting my grooming this morning for the show, and my dog was there, Lala. And and um, a few years ago, I was in Scotland, and Nicola came to see me in my show, 
because we were chums. And she, my dog was with me and she was patting. We're in a little booth afterwards in the bar and we're sort of me, her, you know, me, me, the dog, Nicola, blah, 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 various people. She's patting the dog. She said, you know, it's crazy, Alan. I'm so afraid of dogs. And Lala is the first dog I've ever felt comfortable enough to be beside her, to pat her. And I said, oh. And then the next day I was doing this talk thing to these kids and they're all asking me things like, you know, have you met Britney Spears? And uh, have, has, has Lala met anyone famous? Because Lala was with me. Has Lala met anyone famous? I said, well, actually, just she just met um, Nicola Sturgeon the other night. And I said, and Nicola was scared of dogs and Lala was the first dog she was able to pat. I said, Lala is very calming for world leaders. And so I didn't know there was press in the in the schoolroom where I did this. And so the, literally the next what day... What did they twist that into? Alan Cummings' dog cures Nicola Sturgeon of her worst phobias. Oh my oh God. God. <laughs> really, front page. I always joke that if it's a slow news day in Scotland, I'll be on the front cover That's of doing funny. something. When and I got the- COVID, it was on the front cover. Really? Yeah, yeah. Slow news day. <laughs> my and, God. Uh, yeah, but, but my dog was on the front cover for curing Nicola of her worst phobia. That's hilarious. I know, isn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> I was saying before you came that I did not tell my mother that you were coming because I had to I, I had to make it into the studio and she would have kept me on the fucking phone the whole morning. <laughs> and then I was thinking when when I first started seeing you out and about around town, yeah, I oh every time I leave you, I always feel so ashamed because I always say, my, my mother mom. loves you. <laughs> yes. And that's the most unsexy thing you can know, say to right? someone. But I want you to know, Alan, <laughs> Thank you. that karma has found me. <laughs> You're because I it. have since <laughs> gone on to have a career where that is what I hear yeah. only oh, yeah. all day. My oh. mother loves you. But you are one of those people. Thank you. Yes. As am I, apparently. Yes. I, get, I get my granny loves you as well. So, you know, you get all of it. Me too. But it's sort of... Um, it's it's one of these things you're like, oh, I see. I suppose it shags out the question. That's that's the thing. Yeah, because <laughs> the hot guy who stops me on Ninth Avenue, it's never for a picture for himself. It always his mother wants yeah. to FaceTime. <laughs> but it's so, I think it's so interesting how, uh, and you must have this because you sort of have such a wide demographic of people that when I you know I talk about you with people, it's so amazing that how your what your reach is, and and I think I have that too just because of the been around the block many times and have done so many different sort of disparate yeah. things. So I've got sort of, I, the best thing is that about 20 years ago or a little more now, I did a spate of sort of kids films like Annie, Spy Kids, Son of the Mask, X-Men, you know, all those sort of younger people films. So now they are adults and also like the Spy Kids films, kids still watch them. It hasn't sort of aged. It's sort of this classic kids film. So, it really changed the way that young people react to me. I, I, I remember noticing it the first when it was like the first wave of them being adults because they come to me like this with this sort of awe and like I'm a part of it. They say weird things like, you know, I, I grew up watching you and you were a part of my childhood. And there was one boy, uh, I was shooting a thing in um, uh, Albuquerque and there was a boy on the set. I could tell he was freaking out, you know, a new camera assistant. And I, and I said, oh, it must be Spike. So one, I went back to my trailer one time and then he was coming out the camera truck. So we were walking back together and he went, Alan, I just want to say you touched me a lot as a little boy. I was like, never say that again. Yeah, please. Keep that. <laughs> Talk just, about front page news. Yeah, yeah. But so I get all that sort of and that it was, it was Spy Kids? Spy Kids. So I get that with the young young ones. And then also I get the mums as well from like Good Wife and all that. Stuff. And then I get right. the grannies from um, I'm Alan Cumming. And this is Masterpiece Mystery. I, do oh. Masterpiece, I host the Masterpiece Mystery. You thing. do. You've had such a, a an eclectic career. So yes. you, you, you do. You hear from everybody. How about, right. well, Annie, was that like for the, the, the young theatre gays? 
Yes, that, that must was, still be a big one. Was that was, yeah, people are, then yeah. have lasting Because it's, it's also got a thing about, you know, it was like, it's a it's a quality Annie because it's like it's got Audra. Yes, that uh, is a good Annie. Kristen and me. Yes, hello. The, the baddies and Victor Garber was was you know I used to what was so funny was Kathy Bates was Mrs. Annie. Hannigan, and I was you know I've not done many music I've only ever done two musicals in the theatre. That's so two. weird because you're, done, I know we, and we, people we think, think you're, you're Mr. Musical. musical. I'm yeah, not. I've done a few more in, in on film, but. Um, <laughs> when we were doing, I didn't really know the story of Annie uh, until I. You had not seen the movie. You didn't no, grow no, up with I the movie. No, and I knew she was a little girl with red hair and had a dog. That was it. Oh. <laughs> um, but but you know, apart from that, I wasn't really. I knew she was an orphan. I think. So anyway, well, I wasn't very averse with it. So when we were shooting it, I kept saying instead of saying Daddy Warbucks, I'd say Daddy Starbucks. Oh no! <laughs> as a joke, or you? No. Were, oh my god! As, a, as a, one of those things, you get it wrong, you know. And there was one, I remember there was one sort of long, steady cam shot. So if you screw it up, you've got to start at the very beginning. It's just, and I kept saying, Daddy, I went, we're going we're gonna to frame Starbucks and get, it and, and get those 50 Gs. <laughs> That's bad. And Kathy Bates went, yeah, and all the coffee he had. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. You reminded me because I was, well, I'm going to name drop here. I, I don't, I don't Go care. ahead. I don't care. I was at a, a, an event with Carol Burnett. And Bernadette Peters. Fuck we were, me. yeah, excuse oh. me. And my mother was, was my date. So she oh, didn't even wow. care about Alan coming in that moment. She was like, Alan who? <laughs> but we were just sort of, you know, kibitzing. And, and I think it was the 40th anniversary of the original Annie. That Bernadette was in. That Bernadette yeah, was in. Yeah. And they, that's one of oh, that. And Carol as well, of course, I'm thinking. Yeah, and yeah. Carol too. But Carol told the story. I hope I'm not telling tales out of school. She's okay. Um, <laughs> but she told the story about how in Easy Street, in the sequence, they had originally shot that sequence with a huge, it was a huge, uh, it was much bigger. They used all the, you know, townspeople and they walked out into the street and it was the whole street erupted in dance. Right. And then they realized that they wanted to tone it down a little bit and kind of do more of like an intimate, just the villains. Right. So they reshot it, but Carol, in the time that they made that decision, had gotten a chin implant. She'd gotten her chin done. She'd gotten some some work done. I think she's told this story. Carol, she, I think this is okay to say. She's told this. She might never do this program. But so she says, if you watch the movie, she walks into the closet without a chin and walks out of the closet with a chin. Oh my God, I want to go look at that night. I know. How funny. But you are so good with Kristen. What, did you, what else have you done with Kristen? Oh, millions of things. So we did that. Uh, we did a film. Oh, the George Lucas. It was like a cartoon film. We were in that together. Strange Magic. She was in The Good Wife when she got bopped on the head by the light. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, so she was in, we did that. We've done Schmigadoon, the first season. Now the second season is called uh, Schmicago. So they go back, you know, they, they go back to, the, to find us. And the, the first one's about, they go to a magical land, Keegan, Michael Keegan. Cecily Strong and they and then we are all these characters from 40s and 50s musicals and now this time they go back to see us again and we're all in 60s and 70s musicals oh that's fun and I just saw Sutton Foster earlier at the Michael Kors show and I was telling her that in so they arrive and we're all standing there it's all dark and, and I'm sort of a Sweeney Todd character this time but in the last one I was the mayor so Keegan and Cedric going oh Mr. Mayor hi and I'm sort of scowling at them and these and she says it's, they're different people. You wouldn't like you wouldn't say hi to thoroughly modern Millie Sutton Foster and, and when she was being music man Sutton Foster, would you? Right. And King is like, yeah, you got a point. So I was telling Sutton today she's got a name check in Chicago. Oh, that's funny. 
We have Titus Burgess coming in after you. Oh, you do? Today, yeah. Oh, I love him. So he's he's all over Chicago. Yeah, that's he's, what I hear. I, I, you know, it's he's like the Pippin um, person. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm he excited was, for that. A darling. Yeah. We're friends for a hundred years. Are you? Yeah. I really liked him. He was such a laugh, actually. Yeah. But musicals, you didn't, you were, was that a part of what influenced you growing no. up? No, I didn't. I mean, I'm very, I feel like a very bad musical well, because yeah. the, because you're you have you have this this um, thing about you that that you're because I did I made a big splash. You're iconic with cabaret. for cabaret. Yes. You know, so, we were talking about cabaret. So you made such a splash that whenever they do that musical now, Paul brought up that it's never the Joel Gray, the the, the iconic Joel Gray. Just just even physically, it's always the Alan Cumming version. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes, it is. It you is. don't like that. Um, but when I, what I don't like is that obviously it's a great. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm very honoured. I mean, obviously it's been a huge thing in my life, and I love it. But what I don't like is when I get all the time on my Instagram, you know, kids are doing it somewhere, people are performing it in various places around the world, and they send me pictures of them, the boys who are playing the MC or the girls, look like me, look like they have the straps and they look the thing, and I think, oh, don't you know? Why are you doing it like me? Do it as your own thing. Yeah, that disappoints me. I think I, I, I get it as a homage and all that stuff, but I just wish. And actually, I was very excited that little Eddie uh, Redmayne. You know, there, there's this new version of it. it was in London, and I think I believe it's coming to Broadway. And I thought that's good because it was very sort of just me and Joel were the sort of two people who'd sort of made a splash with it. So now I think it's good that you know there's other version, other interpretations. I didn't of it. see his interpretation. Is it? Is it? Does it look? different it looks yours. different I haven't seen it either I, would, I don't ever want to see Cabaret again for the rest of my life really yeah, no why oh because I just you know I did it so many times and I I like it don't get me wrong it's not yeah. that I don't like it but I just don't I think it'd be so weird and I don't want to and also like they invited me to the opening of the Eddie and um, lovely girl Irish girl one and I was in London I could have gone and, uh, but I just thought it'd be weird. It'd be so weird. You know, it's such, 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 I, I know like on those situations when you, like when Joel and came to Cabaret or La- and when it, Liza it wasn't, came. It's not a pleasant experience as, um, the, as it's, the person? It was, it's a lot of artifice and a lot of sort of eggshells and it's a lot of, you know, and I've done it and other things like I, when I did Bent in London, actually that was funny because I did Bent, that play, and Ian McKellen had done it and, you know, the, the first London production of Bent was Ian McKellen. When it came to Broadway, it was um, Richard Gere and then I did it again in London, you know, of course, the natural lineage after Richard Gere. Right. <laughs> and what was so funny was that Ian came to the, to see it and was very much was a photographer and sort of handing the bat on all that stuff, which is, I get it, but it's a, it's not exactly, it's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit like, ugh. yeah. Anyway, but my, um, Martin Sherman, who's the writer of that, he's such a great writer. He um, is friends with Ian. So Ian came and, you know, I, I and we're old chums as well. So I said to Ian, so was it like looking in the mirror? You know, was that what it, <laughs> and he goes, oh, darling, no, you know, so every, every, as, you, as you went through the play, every line you said, I was saying it with you. And Martin Sherman just went, oh, so you know your lines finally. Oh, <laughs> that's a great story. That's funny. He's such a hoot. I love him. You've seen he's, doing, he's been doing a panto. No. Pantomime. You know, in Britain's that thing, a pantomime, sort of like a, like a fairy tale slash variety show slash Christmas spectacular okay. in the theatre. And, and he's been playing the dame, which is sort of, they're all kind of characters, sort of Commedia dell'arte-ish characters. So there's the, 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 the man, the dame is the sort of older lady and she's played by a, a man. And then there's the, 
the the pantomime um, boy. It's a pantomime boy uh, who's a girl. So it's all you know. There's sort of a slapping your thighs and uh, and he was he's been playing. I saw him do Widow Twanky in Aladdin a few years ago. Okay. And now he's doing. Can't remember what it is, Cinderella or something. But he's got like you know big huge eyelashes and big. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I'm not up on anything. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I was da- I was saying the um, talking about me again because that's what we like to do on the show. To your show, my guy. <laughs> Wrote in my book about you because I was going through, the, and I know you've written. I want to ask you about your books too, because mm. I write, I write about my father too in my book. That was a big right. moment, and yours was so beautifully done. Mm. But I write about how when I was when I first started, you know, and I was I was on the red carpet, yeah, and, you know, interviewing for Broadway World, and you yeah. were one of the first people who said, "Hey, aren't you that guy?" Oh, was I? Yeah, I remember and that. that. Meant, well, that meant I was it was Macbeth. I think that's they were, right. They were erecting your uh, excuse me, your <laughs> billboard. <laughs> billboard, yes. And that's right. I, I remember that. Well, and I said, oh my God, I love you. You're you fun. did. I still have the video saved oh, somewhere. Oh my God. But things like that, are, you know, are life changing for someone who was, you know, I was like 20 something years old and, and it, it, it keeps you going, yes. <laughs> you know, another day. Yes. You, you know, Audra McDonald DM'd me. I remember the date and time. All of these <laughs> things meant so much because yeah. you were, I mean, you know. Well, it still happens. But, I think that's, that's, that's what's so nice is when you admire people. Like I saw Gloria Steinem today and I said, yeah, you look Great, Gloria, and it's, um, you know, I'm such an admirer of yours. And she was, well, I admire you, Alan, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, just things like that. You still get crazy? You still get, like, excited yeah. when, when you hear that? Yeah, and, like, I saw the girls today from, um, the two Italian girls from White Lotus. Oh, they're so They were great. across the road from me, and, and they were sort of waving. They came over and wanted to say hello afterwards. Things was like it from that. Spy, it must have been Spy Kids. Probably. Probably Spy How Kids. How about um, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut? You get that? I get that some yeah I get that sometimes actually because it's sort of an iconic scene. It I mean, is. I'm hardly in the film, but actually that's my favorite thing to not to not be in something very much, but to have a fabulous scene or a fabulous death. Like I've got this film I think it comes out today actually. Marlo. Yeah, and I have a I mean spoiler alert, but I die in it. Hey, you've like, been saying you've been flapping your little. I know. I told your, that your, on the your telly lips all around town. I might as well say it, but <laughs> I, I have a great death. Why is it great? Can you give us any more than that? Um. Well, can you do it now for the, our camera? <laughs> no, like, can you recreate? Oh my God. You, were, you weren't kidding. That's shot. fabulous. Uh, but it's just really good the way that, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good death. It's a really good sort of satisfying sort of, in a sort of race way as well. He, he's kind of mean to his henchman and uh, who's black. And then, and then so and something happens to him. Okay. So that was, now you, that you're in that with Jessica Lange. Lovely Jessica. Did you get to work with her? Not in this one, no. Shit. I've done a few films with her, but and we've only oh. been in one together. I mean, in, when we're in Titus, the one that Julie Taymor directed of uh, Titus right. Andronicus, we were husband and wife. And then I did another film called Never Was, which never came out, never was. Oh. <laughs> and I think it came out a wee bit. And then this one, I think that's all. How's she? Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I tell this, don't mean to tell my Jessica Lang stories. I tell this in my my new, my concert. I've told it many, many times over the years. She loves it. And I tell it in my, as part of my, because my new show is called Alan Cumming is Not Acting as Age. It's about about aging and sort of death and, you know, blah, 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 and life. And, but a lot of things about getting older, a whole thing about going to the dermatologist and how you realize that, you know, there's all positive about getting older, but then you think, oh, I see things are happening. And she, one time we were talking about, have, you know, things sagging, gravity taking its effect. And she said, our boobs were saggy. I said, well, my balls have gone south, let me tell you. <laughs> and then we were filming a thing, a naked scene. And I was like lying on top of her like this, with one hand on her boob like this. And she's um, sort of cuddled into her. And she's uh, 
listening to something and we're chatting away in between takes and I and I said I don't know what you're talking about Jess you have fantastic boobs and she went honey if your hand wasn't there that thing would be halfway around my back (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's so great that's hysterical but there's there's a nude scene with you and Jessica there's a love scene Uh, it's like a post-coital we're just like I'm naked on top of her and with one hand on her boob Riley, pull it up. <laughs> I need to see that. That's crazy. So what, are you doing that show now? What, what's the status of that, that the, the live show? Your oh, concert. yes. Uh, so I've done, I just was in Australia and New Zealand doing it. And then I do it again. Um, I've got two things on the go right now. I've got, I do, my Alan Cummings Not Acting This Age or Akinaha as we all, that's the, that's the my uh, office kind of acronym for it. Okay. Catching. Akinaha. Uh, and then Och and Oi with Ari Shapiro. Do you know Ari from All Things Considered on NPR? Oh, yeah. So, Again, he, my mother loves of course, him. Yes. Go ahead. And he sings with Pink Martini too. So we're sort of old friends. And, and a couple of years ago, we started to do a show together called Och and Oi, because I'm Scottish, he's Jewish. Okay. And we're doing That's it cute. at, uh, we're doing Toronto on March the 6th. And then we're doing two weeks at the Café Carlisle here oh, in New York City. When is that? April the 5th to the 15th. Am I invited? Please. <laughs> if you got, if you gas. It's just, it's just the two of us because we're so sort of different. That's fine. And uh, but we're all but we're not so different, you know. And, we sing and what songs. do you do? Is it you sing, sing you, songs, it's musical? Sing songs. It's a cabaret. Okay. And so I do, and then so I'm doing that with him, and then I go on a spurt with. Oops, we're going to be on that cruise together. <gasps> That's right. We're going to be on the Broadway cruise. I'm honored to be headlining with you and Kristen Chenoweth Kristen. and all the Tony Award winners. I think I've never been on Broadway. I was slightly um, dreading it. Now tell me why. Because I'm looking forward to it. I have not been on a cruise since I worked on one when I was like 19 years old. Oh, did you? Did you like? Well, you're a song and dance boy. Yeah. Well, I was by day. I would host uh, bingo and horse racing by the pool, and by <laughs> night I got to sing in the Mermaid Lounge. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I jumped ship after a month. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I well, actually, I've done a few times. I love taking the Queen Mary across um, the Atlantic. See, I like the idea days. of it. That must be beautiful. It is. It's actually, and I was, again, the first time I did it with my mom, I was dreading it. But it's so sort of, like I love, I did a train journey in Australia recently. It was four, I crossed the whole of Australia and took four days. And I love the idea of just something taking the length of time it's supposed to take to get somewhere, you know? Right. And they've got all these lovely, you know, this delicious and there's, and, and there's, really interesting talks and lectures and concerts and stuff. It's, it, was, it, was, it was a bit of a revelation for me. And they had a little, they have a little LGBT mixer every night, little kind of um, cocktails and some. And the first time I did it, on the little schedule, you know, you get the schedule through the door. It said, Friends of Dorothy, 5.45. And some, sure. I went, is that? That's and it baby. truly was. But then the second time, it just said LGBTQ mixer. It mixer. I said, why did you stop calling it? Because I did a talk. I did a, like a, was interviewed. Okay. On this, on the last one I did, so I can go for free. And they told me, so I got all backstage, you know, gossip. And they said that some people didn't know what Friends of Dorothy was. I was like, well, they should fucking learn. Yeah, please. That's offensive. <laughs> so anyway, so I um, love that. But so the crew, the Broadway cruise, I was, I was slightly dreading it. Because Why? I was thought being trapped on a boat with, with Broadway freaks for, for five days. Are you talking about slight, me? I am right here. That's but so imagine rude. you times 2,000. No, it's I know. daunting, but actually I've embraced it now. And I'm, I, 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 was, I had a thing in my contract where I could fly to Bermuda and get on there and just do my concerts on but the way back. they said, I don't, want to, I don't want to disillusion any of the fans because I think, I think my base has bought the whole thing out. So calm down. <laughs> Good. But my base is your base. But they said that there's an area, like there's a ship within the ship where we'll be sort of uh, right. to our 
what I mean, I mean, the thing is, on a ship like that, you can actually have your own. It's very easy to have. Like, have your own thing. Have yeah, you have a nice room, and then you go to the restaurants, like sort of, you know, there's a sort of. So it's, it, but it's not it's, like a Disney character breakfast where we'll just be roaming no, the yes, halls. Yes, that's what I was worried taking about. pictures yeah. and signing but actually, things on our noses. I've, I've actually embraced it, and I think it's going to be great. And I did, I did once go on a Disney cruise oh, that's because funny. I went, I got uh, invited to the opening of of a Disney. I did a something for Disney and. I got invited to the opening of the new boat of a new ship. Yeah. And Mariah Carey smashed the thing. And, and oh, then on purpose? My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And my prize for going to this party, you know how sometimes you go to a party and it's a it's like a party you probably would have gone to if you'd been invited anyway. Right. And you have fun and you get drunk and da da da. But then you also get a prize for having gone. Like I got a free cruise on That's- a on a thing. And I just I, I don't have children. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but I have two besties called Susie and Andy, who what Andy lives in Barcelona, Susie lives in England and we sometimes do this thing where we go on a you know it's from besties from a long time ago and we just go on these little trips every now and then just the three of us so I thought oh my god let's go on the on the Disney Disney and it was fun such fun because first of all you just I just was in I dressed as a pirate the entire time so it was really great we were like these three childless people uh, and we were kind of looked after they kind of took us into secret doors wait you were dressed as was that because well, you wanted to, or that was part of the- people dress up all the time because it's Disney, and so people have little costumes on. So I was like, I'll just be a pirate. So I just wore a pirate outfit, so people wouldn't recognize me. Oh my me. god, and, I would have been uh, no way. Such fun, and just I mean, I love the artifice of those things where you like because we're because we're you know with the sort of VIP lady, she would take us these, and you would see kind of like you know Tigger having a cigarette and things mm-hmm. like that, and I love all that. I love the kind of. Uh, backstage sort of like you know when you go through your kitchens sometimes to go to a, yeah. to in a hotel if you're doing something in a hotel yes, they take you to the, the kitchens and you think you're going like, to get shot um, <laughs> I love all that that's my favorite oh my god see I want to do a Disney cruise but I don't I want them to get rid of all of the cho- I don't want them to have any children on well there's it's just there's actually a Can child, I what I love though there's a childless table in the dining room there's like a singles childless table that's my table <laughs> yeah me too and that me and my it was just it's such a good thing to do with just your friends. Like, there's just three of us laughed like drains the entire time. And That's then there's a special island. Disney bought this island in the Caribbean somewhere. I can't remember exactly. But it seems like it was an old military island because there's an airstrip that you go on. So it's probably full of radioactive waste. And you go to these little cabanas and things. And it's, it was just, I loved it. Oh, that sounds fun. You, are you, what's your relationship with children? Do you ever, did you ever want to have any? I, I'm barren. I don't want any. I am, ba- I I am barren. I did want to have any. Actually, mm. actually my, first, my first book, a novel I wrote a thousand years ago, was basically a thinly veiled memoir about, about, about the fact that I really wanted to have a child. And in those days, I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't want to be in a relationship. I mean, I was in a relationship, but I, I just, I wrote about the fact that how difficult it was to want to have the feelings of wanting to be a father. I think it's both men and women feel that ticking clock. And I definitely felt it. And I was in a relationship where I was trying to have a, with a woman, I was trying to have a, um, I was married, trying to have a kid. That didn't happen and that all fell apart. And then I would suddenly thought, oh, fuck, you know, I've got to get my shit together. I'm going to do this. And then I was out of another relationship and I was in a relationship with a man. And I actually wrote about how difficult it was to be a single parent if you're queer and yet how you still feel those urges and desires to be a parent. And then of course, now, things are different now because you, you know, we, there's many, many um, queer parents, but not single ones. And also not like I did a film about 10 years ago called any day now that was about a couple, a gay couple in the seventies trying to adopt this down syndrome boy. 
And it was so interesting to realise that not that much has changed because, of course, we think, oh, we see gay kids, gay dads and gay mums all over the place. But they didn't get that through the state system. You have to have you have to be wealthy to afford a surrogate or, you know, to adopt through those things. It's not, it's through private agencies. And so I think that's what I realised hasn't changed that much. There's still a stigma about being, especially a single mm. uh, queer parent. I did a film once actually with William Hurt when he was being a single man adopting a child in, and he was a Welsh postmaster. The movie's called uh, Second Best and I w- he adopts this, uh, fosters this little you know, troubled teen and I was the troubled teen's um, social worker and Jane Horrocks was his social worker and we were just la- recently we were just laughing right. about how hilarious that film was and, and also, you know, rest in peace, his terrible accent. He was like, because he was playing a Welsh, William Hurt playing a Welsh. Not good. Post- it was like, well, he, was like, he spent some time in India and oh then he God. grew up in Ireland. You know, it, was, it was all over <laughs> the you, shop. You're always with the dialects all over the place. This this, this latest movie, don't you have like a Southern accent? I have a Southern, yes, Mr. Yeah. Rainbow, oh, I see. do. You're always good at it. Would, would you ever feel like you didn't nail one? Yeah. Which? Um, <laughs> let me think. I mean, I'm just, I'm slightly worried because I'm about to go to Canada and do a film. I've got to sort of talk in this. Canadian? Canadian, sort of rural Canadian accent. That's kind of tricky. It is quite tricky. And my last line in the whole film is the one that I, you know, you have a line that you keep saying to, to get you up, back into it. Yeah. And I can't really say it because it's, it's so, so terrible. I, I push a child into a snowbank oh. and call him a C word. Oh. And say if he says that thing to my brother, I'll, he'll be picking his teeth out of his arsehole. That's what I say. And, <laughs> and that's the line that gets me into things. That's a great it's, line. It's difficult to get it. Say it in public. Don't I, say that on the Broadway I'm not, cruise, though. I'm not going to lie. You've got to know your audience. Uh, but what I'm thinking, what ones I did not get a very good accent. Um, I can't think of one. You oh, seem to always get it. Well, right. I did. I did. I did one where I was playing a Minnesotan farmer and father of ten, and uh, I can butcher up when I have to. And I'm very turned on right uh, now. <laughs> and I, that was like I'm sort of tongue. You know, I'm not sure that was so good. The Minnesotan one. I mean, it was well, a man of few words, thankfully. We'll have to go back and. Yeah, it's Brilliant. a really good film, actually, called Sweetland. So you got Schmigadoon. You got, what else? What am I missing? Marlowe comes out. I've got... Oh, you got this reality show. That's the Traitors. What the hell was that about? Oh, my God. How did that so... come to you? And that's Honestly, really the last thing for you to tackle is a reality competition show. Yes. So I'm now a reality star. Do you like <laughs> it? Do you love it? Is it whole new life? Well, I love it because I'm kind of subverting the genre. I'm playing a character who's the host of a, do you know what I mean? I play yes, this it seems very theatrical. Scottish laird and I'm, I'm welcome to my castle. It's not my castle. Right. And uh, I've got all these capes on and everything. I'm, Was I'm, that the assignment? Were, were you supposed to play asked, Alan Cumming? They asked or? me to do it and I thought, like, why are they asking me to do this? It seems absolutely, I'm, this is so not. And then I, it's like they kept that saying, they kept sort of, you know, and I took the meeting and the, I realized, I remember I said, so you really want me to be like a James Bond villain doing this? And they were like, yes. Oh. And I went, should I bring my dog and pat her? And I, and I was going to, but her papers were, her jabs were out of date. So oh. she'll maybe come for the next season. But I, you know, I realized I, so I developed this character of the sort of dandy Scottish Laird. With the, with the producer and the writers. And I, and I loved it. And it, I had such fun. And it's become this huge thing. And uh, I didn't know any of the, like I had all on the walls, all the, there was 10 real people and 10 reality people. And um, the, I had pictures of them all so I could remember their names and get to know because there was 20 people I suddenly had to engage with. But I, <laughs> some of the, I knew uh, Kate from Below Deck. I'd seen that. Brandy from um, 
real housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. And I knew Ryan Lochte, who's the swimmer. Mm. Those were the only two that I actually recognized. Is like darling. Yeah. And they were all darlings, actually. But what was so hilarious, I was I, I was trying to remember, and I, I said, they all arrived. I did the first scene. And I was like, could you please at least try to get the most recent plastic surgery photos of the people? Because they, were just, <laughs> how that, they don't look like that anymore. <laughs> it's really disturbing. I was like, where's that one? Oh, she said some work done. Oh my God. So that, that, that was quite a hilarious thing for me was to, but I just really loved. How long, how long did the uh, filming of that take? A month, less than a month. And you're there the whole, Go like, Scotland, it seems very. Go to this castle and uh, near Inverness, stayed in Inverness. And uh, lovely, you know, I, it was pretty full on because it was, and it was so new. So there were, I was always kind of on call in case I just go and, you know, talk to the traitors in their turret or something. And uh, and I loved it though. I became obsessed with it, and I loved the look, and I loved kind of make, and I loved just like quoting Shakespeare and all these in the round table, so dramatic and sort of theatrical, and camp in the true definition of camp, yeah, uh, and which is sort of slightly subversive. And so I and then I just I suddenly I just thought, oh, I I wonder if people, you know, normal people will like this because I for me it seems so hilarious, but actually people have loved it. Yeah, it's a big hit, and so I'm. We're doing a reunion show uh, where, but I, you know, Andy Cohen is doing the, asking them all the questions and. Oh, he's doing it for this show? But I'm, I like introduce it as me. I come down the steps and I, with a cape and everything. And, uh, and then I, and then I, Andy is, does the actual stuff like he normally does on those okay. shows. But so, so it's just sort of great to be in a show like that, but, but, but doing a character. That's so fun. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really a hoot. Actually. That's great. Well, one more for your resume, right? I know. I'm going, and then we've got doing another season, and also one more for the bank account. I tell you, so it's fantastic. You need any? <laughs> you need any contestants? I'm available. You could. Do, would you like to do it? M- well, maybe. That would be hilarious. I don't know. Right? I have to see. I have to see more of it, and then I'll let you know. Oh, it's, it's such a hoot. Is it fun? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. And also, people. Will you introduce a, me to Ryan Lochte? He won't be in it this year. Oh, do we know who will do it now? You can't say. No, you don't know because I don't know. Because I guess like, they do it and then they, they played it, so they can't do it oh, right. again, I don't think. Oh, well, well, yeah, maybe I'm interested. It would be a hit. Well, I'll fun. tell them. Okay. And also what is really funny is that they get upset. Like they're in a bubble. The contestants are in a bubble. They're not, they don't have their phones. They're not allowed to sort of, you know, talk outside of the thing. Right. They're in like they're sort of security situation. people making sure they don't talk to each other in their rooms and everything and so they've got so they become sort of so single-minded about it yeah so they just go crazy and it's like lord of the flies or something there's this pack mentality happens and yeah. they're just being so irrational and they say things like i know I, I know you're not a traitor i just i would never be a traitor i could never do it i could never be a traitor and i want to say hey bitch you know, you're a traitor because I tapped you on the shoulder. That's all. <laughs> Everyone could be a traitor here. But people just lose their minds. It's such a psychological yeah. mindfuck mind kind of yeah. thing. Wow, that's interesting. Well, I'll be on the next season. That'd be good. Just, That'd we be just announced it. <laughs> I love you, Alan Cumming. I think we have to let you go. Oh, is that it? Well, oh. what are you doing for the rest of the day? What's going on at Alan at uh, Club Cumming later? Is this Wednesday? Yeah. It's comedy night at oh. Club Cumming. Maybe we should go because after Titus, we might go out and have a couple of drinks. Is tonight a good night to go? Yeah, it's really fun. I'm not sure who's, who's because normally it's a, we have the thing called Cabernet Cabaret that Kath, Catherine Cohen hosts. Do you know oh, her? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, she's really good. She's got a really great special on Netflix actually called um, The Twist. She's okay. gorgeous. Okay. And she's, she's like, it's what's so exciting about Club Coming for me is like seeing people like her who, who uh, she's been there since the start kind of 
blossoming and having these great careers. And, That's you know, great. And I, I love when I go to, see the th- to the theatre and I see in someone's resume, they list Club Coming as one of the that, best. I mean, perform. you're an institution. <laughs> I know, it's actually kind That's of crazy. So, is that like the coolest, most fun thing it, you've ever done? Yeah. And also because I feel it's sort of a kind of an extension of my personality and my brand, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah. But it's, it's just lovely how it's sort of, you know, we've got, and then there's been people who, with a, a, um, a barman who sort of had to leave recently and he just talked about how, you know, he's so busy, but he just kept wanting to stay and he feels part of the family. And, you know, the, all that stuff is really lovely that, and during the pandemic, when we try to, you know, sort of pivot to doing, helping people do streaming shows and, because it was not just for financially, but just people who you realize there's so many young queer performers yeah, they are no kind of relying to, on that as their place to no gather yeah, and release and all that stuff. So it's been a really lovely thing. And, and then, and also just, I love that, you know, I, we'd started this thing recently called the club, the club coming queer film society. So on the first Sunday of every month, we have a queer, like me and, do you know, Rod Thomas, who does bright light, bright light. I don't think he's so. a he's a yeah, performer yeah. called Bright Light Bright Light. He sings and needs DJs, a club coming. And anyway, we've curated twelve films, twelve sort of queer classic. And we had Charles Bush. It was um, it was Die Mommy Die was the first one we did. And Charles Bush and Stark Sands both came and oh, that's an event. It was that's it was. so great, it was incredible actually. Oh my god! And the next one's Carell, The Fast Bend. Have you ever seen it? No. It's, it's an amazing film oh and god. so sexy. That's so great. Well, I might go. Uh, any, we need to forget casting me on your show. I, yeah. We need to find me a boyfriend. Uh huh. So I'm just going to put that in your mind. What, I, you know, your, you don't have to. You don't have to what's answer. What's your sort now. of frame of reference? My, my like my type. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have a type, Paul? No. Anything that. Fuck you, Paul. Stands upright. <laughs> talks. How dare you? <laughs> Has three legs. You know, I, I like, I like you know. Uh, a Ryan Lochte type. Oh, go ahead. Of course. I mean, yes, Ryan. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you I... You know who I, my I, favorite was on the, on the my set crush? You know, do you have a thing called set crush? Yeah, sure. Um, my set crush was um, Cody. Which one's that? Cody was one of the traitors. He's one of the traitors. Is he from... Do we know him from something else? He's from Big Brother. Oh, I'm sure I know him. He won Big oh, Brother. Oh, I think I know him. And, he, and he's from New Jersey and he's, uh, he's just such a lovely, and also he was a traitor and he was, it was so difficult for him because he was just hurting so much having to be so deceitful, which yeah. I find endearing. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Oh, and I like him too. Yeah. Get me his number. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I love you very much. Love you and too. I, it's, so nice. it's so nice. I'm to sorry see. to keep you waiting today. I'm sorry I was late. Oh, please. We're sitting here having cocktails. No, we're not. It's too early. Sometimes, next time we'll have cocktails. But we do have to go out one of these days um, socially that. and we'll hang out on the Broadway cruise. That would be I'm hilarious. I'm looking forward to that. Me Spending too. some time. On, and our, on our balconies. Oh, honey. <laughs> I will never again bring up my mother to you, but please look into that camera and just say, hi, Gwen. Gwen, hi. It's Alan Cumming. I love your son. I love you. Thank God. (laughs) All right. I love you, Alan. Love you too. It's so good to see you. You too. (laughs) And now the show is over, girl, so thanks for listening. It's been a vibe and damn it, don't you dare forget to subscribe. I promise next week will be ten times better than even the last. Except when it's not just so impressive. My gosh, it's my numbing. I'll speak for all of the boys. You're our queen, Alan Cumming. And that's the last word of the pop.